Tim, are you down for a drinking game later on? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, he didn't <laughs> even ask for the rules or anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to play a uh, trivia game, obviously animal related. Tim, if you oh, get yeah. at least seven out of the ten, uh, I'll drink this. All right. Shot. Actually, I'm going to drink this one to get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People that are that made it to the end, if you're here, you're thinking about this, put it in the comments. What do you think is coming back? If you watched all the way to the end, you got the inside scoop. Hey, Happy New Year. Welcome back to Hard Too Fast Podcast. New intro here somewhere. I'm still I'm trying to think of a new intro, guys. Um, the long the other one was too long. I don't even know if we did it correctly. But new intro inserted here. Until then, Too Hard Too Fast Podcast, the ones where we drink alone together. <laughs> I was I was standing still on purpose that time. That was really good. I like it. <laughs> I, know, I was like, oh no, do we, do we have bad connection again? It's like we're frozen again. <laughs> we're back with Tim Morrow. We're starting off the 2022 year. A uh, there's a lot of things going on at the zoo. There's a lot of things that are happening that happened since last time we talked. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Jerry has some news to say, uh, but Jerry, it's not about you. It's about Tim Morrow. Uh-huh. Last time we talked to Tim Morrow, he had just bought a zoo, a small little zoo, front yard zoo, and um, it's grown to be top seven in the nation. Some quick. Too hard, so quick that some would say too hard, too fast. Yeah, too hard, too fast. <laughs> but uh, kidding, guys. That's obviously the plot for We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Actually, Tim Morrow and his employees have been working very hard. A lot of things to talk about, and we're going to get into that. So sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Parental guidance suggested. Get that permission, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast of the century. <laughs> Tim, actually, right before I ask you what we're um, getting into, I do want to talk a little bit about Jerry. You know, last time we what talked, do I don't think I don't think I had I had mentioned, but I was moving into a different career, and that was scary and all that. And then Jerry has some news that's a little less scary, less in life impacting. Is it? Uh, yeah, you know, he had a kid. He had a baby. Yeah. That doesn't really change your life much, does it, Jerry? No, not at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> you need sleep, right? It's overrated. It's totally overrated. <laughs> Completely. So that's why we're not sitting here uh, together as as we were last time. So yeah. uh, we're hoping that Jerry doesn't fall asleep on us and or any baby crying in the back where I he gets called to. away. I get called away. Let's see. We're drinking alone together. Drinking alone together. Drinking alone <laughs> together. With speaking of drinking, uh, Jerry, because I know what Tim Morrow's drinking. He uh, tweeted it out earlier. Ah, what are you drinking, Jerry? So I'm going with a tried and true Highlight IPA. I drink IPA. You know, it's a want to do. And this one is from Tampa, I think. It's a brewery out in Tampa. Tampa. Tom Brady. 
Hey, big news, right? He's gone. So well, no, he said he may not. Now they're saying it may not be true. Really? Yeah. Now his agent has come out and has said, yeah, he didn't retire yet. So it's really interesting what's happening right now. There's, they're kind of reeling it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like not official. Officially. I mean, you know, Tom Brady is such a control freak. He's probably mad that it leaked. So he, he'll play one more year just so that he can be the one that controls the message at the end. It came yeah. out kind of unceremoniously. I was kind of shocked the way it came out. So yeah. I, yeah I no could, announcement or anything. Or he's doing it so he can go back to the Patriots and retire as a Patriot. So, I don't think he's doing I think he wants to stay where it's warm. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> We're also recording right before the Bengals uh, play the Chiefs. So obviously this podcast has some ties to the Bengals, CJ Uzama and Alberto. Obviously both been on the show. And I just want to say thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Thanks. But I'm rooting for you. Should I mention I'm a Chiefs fan now? You're a Chiefs fan? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, I'm I'm diehard Dallas Cowboys since I can remember as a little child. But my dad was a diehard Chiefs fan, born and raised in Kansas City. And actually, we lived in Virginia the first six years. So I have no idea how I ended up a Cowboy fan living in whatever they're called now because they don't have a name. Um, Raised by a dad who liked the Chiefs, and I end up – Liking the correct team, obviously, with the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. America's team. I grew but up. Fireworks should go off right now. We should have some fireworks effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, me and my brother, we, we um, uh, grew up Cowboys fans. We still are Cowboys fans. Uh, he works for the Bengals. And so that's how we ended up, like, supporting the Bengals. Yeah. He up there, going out there. It's like, I fell in love with Cincinnati and. Yeah, he, also, he lives on the Kentucky side, but you know that whole area where he lives, dude. I love. Yeah, it's beautiful, and you know our hippo Timothy at the San Antonio Zoo da- is kind of dating the hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo, Fiona. Right. We have true. a lot of connections eyes there. <laughs> I, I I I I just saw that you guys had a Timothy tattoo sighting. Yeah, the first perfect. Timothy tattoo. There's a lot of Fiona tattoos, but this was the first Timothy tattoo that we had seen. So. Uh, people are really into this hippo romance between Timothy and Hippo and, and uh, Timothy and Fiona. I hope it ends up where they ended up together. Maybe is Timothy also the one that does the face painting or the not yeah. the face, but the, yeah. the lips painting? Yeah. Uh, so they put a non-toxic water-based paint on um, his face, and he loves it because it feels good. It's rubbed down, and then take a canvas and just press it on the nose, and uh, it comes out with a perfect, um, really colorful image of a hippo kiss. That is so cool. Yeah, I, I've been watching those, and I'm uh, I want to get one for my sister because we just got her the Fiona like this Fiona pictures because she loves Fiona. Yeah. And, oh, obviously with loving Fiona, she knows Timothy and you yes. know follows. <laughs> so I want to get on like the a big thing of the lips. Yeah, yeah. Face. We'll, we'll find you one. <laughs> Perfect. That Prescott r- run had the same emotions of that Romo run for yeah. the field goal. Yes, to score or Des Bryant's catch or last year's pass interference. By like, you just <laughs> name it. You just name it. There's always something. It's always. Uh, let's turn this upside down and go back to having fun. Uh, Tim Horrell, what are you drinking? Yeah, thanks for bringing us all down. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's over here. I lost twice. Titans and Cowboys. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead inside, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what are you drinking? So I've got tonight uh, blackened whiskey, and this is a whiskey that uh, is done by the band Metallica, and it's a really cool marketing story. Let me see if I get close to the camera here. 
So it has, they have batch numbers on there. One, so one, one. Batch one, one, one. So you get the bottle and the story of it is, you know, you have to age whiskey in barrels for however long they age it. And um, wherever they're aging this whiskey, the whiskey listens to Metallica music the whole time. So it's listening to the, the sounds and reverberations of Metallica songs. And in each batch, one of the band members picks the batch and picks the music set list that this whiskey is going to be aged to its whole life before it's bottled. And so I looked this one up and it was by Robert Trujillo, the bass player. And then you can look it up and see the songs that were picked um, that this listened to over and over and over. And then you can enjoy that music while you're drinking too, if you want. You can li listen to the same music. Take it home. You take you take that whiskey back where it was born. And, and drink it with, uh, with the music it was raised to. <laughs> well, I would think it would just be one on repeat, right? I mean, yeah, true. Three times in a row. One, one, one. <laughs> three times in a row. Uh, that that is that is interesting, and it kind of gives me the feels of like you know when somebody gets an implant, like an organ implant, and they say like you get the memories yeah. of that person. Uh, I wonder, like, obviously it probably doesn't, but you know, listening to that music again it brings yeah. back those memories of whenever you probably heard the, the song yeah. for the first time. It does for me. Sure. <laughs> oh, the I memories think I've been lost. Since about 1985. So I've been listening to it for a long time. So I, it's funny, those songs and all the kind of music that you grow up with, you can almost remember the year that the song came out just by, okay, what was I doing when this song, what was I driving? What was I doing? And you can kind of guess years and it'd be pretty close with songs from when you were growing up as a teenager in twenties and stuff by the year that that song takes you back to i wish i had i like i love music i love listening to a whole type different types of music but i don't think i can i i can pick one song or any song that takes me back to a memory oh yeah yeah i don't know why i mean what about the spurs over. championships when they played that song over and over the dun 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 <laughs> that song takes me back to 19 <laughs> 90s Spurs games all over again, 2000. Maybe, Spurs maybe general memories, but I'm, I, I was, I'm hoping for like, and maybe I need to sit down and listen to music more often. I do listen to a lot of just podcast stuff. Yeah. But um, I, I, I wonder if I do have that one song that just brings back that one memory. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like a general memory of like, oh, I remember being at a Spurs game or being at yeah. the rodeo kind of thing. So, I don't know, Jerry, what kind of music do you listen to? Me, I do a lot of. Uh, I used to be a huge country fan, like mainstream country, but now I'm Texas country. I guess yeah. you could call it red dirt country. You got smarter. <laughs> Is it what? I got. I got smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm a big Disturbed fan. So like when yep. I'm working out, and it doesn't always look like I'm working out, but when I'm working out, Disturbed is what I'm playing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Jerry, what do you listen to? Uh, well, I love Metallica. I love Pantera. I'm a big metalhead. But um, lately, I don't know, a lot of Seven Dust. I know, Tim, if you're familiar with Seven Dust. Yeah. I would, I would imagine, you know, being a metalhead yourself. Yeah. Uh, Machine Head. I listen to a lot of Machine Head. Um, Tool. You know, I mean, there's just so many bands out there. I, I try to change it up, but. Yeah, definitely. A, a I think Tool's playing here with this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday so, somewhere. Yeah, and they hated coming to San Antonio for a long time, and now all yeah. of a sudden it's like it's like a mainstay for them. So yeah, yeah, my good. music's all over the place too. I'll listen to 
metal, 80s hair rock, yeah. ED, electronic dance, EDM. I'll do EDM all day, all night. I'll do Texas country. I'll yeah. do Bonda. I mean, <laughs> whatever has a rhythm that gets me excited and going. I just can't do really slow stuff. I mean, some of the Texas country slower songs I can handle are some ballad songs from back in the day, but yeah. I like to be kind of high energy music and, and things like that. Nice. Um, Very random. <laughs> yeah. What do you usually do? Like, what, if you're playing music, what are what is your typical activity? Uh, driving for sure, because it's about a 30 minute drive to work. So I, that's <laughs> my nice time where, you know, my house is a zoo with the kids and then I get to work and it's a zoo. So that time in between, I just crank music the whole time. Um, gym, like you said, or running or but I always have music going. But interestingly enough, I can't sleep with music on because my brain gets into the music, like I'm listening to it and I'm just into it. So I can't shut my brain off and hear music at the same time. So I can't sleep with music. Tim, I, I have a question. Of all the animals at the zoo, is there one in particular that responds the best to music? As That's it. You know, during COVID, um, we brought in some of the symphony players when we were closed. You know, they were also closed. So we brought some of the musicians from the symphony uh, but I think probably definitely the elephants respond to the music. Yeah. Um, and two of our elephants are, you know, are retired from the circus. So they retired from Lonely Brothers and came here for their retirement. So, you know, they're around music their whole lives also. So that probably take, like we're saying, probably takes them back a little bit to the, to the where they were before. But I think probably um, those bigger mammals respond more to that kind of stimulus, like, um, like elephants. Cool. Yeah. So, so from what I know, the heart beats at a three, four rhythm. So if you play anything at a waltz tempo and slow it down, you can, I would think you could probably calm your animals down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cal- yeah they, it calms the, it calms the beast, they say. So. Yeah. yeah. That's why we want symphony players and not Metallica for the elephants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, mm, I don't know about metal, but. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like as when I run, there's apps that will, um, adjust the music to the cadence you want to you know step your feet as you run mm-hmm. and that's really interesting too to adjust cadences up and down and see what that does to you as you're training and things like that but i don't really like running i just like the benefits of running let me make that clear <laughs> right yeah i don't like running either well i realized something and it's been a while since i recorded a podcast episode and i just i'm realizing we didn't give our ratings for what we're drinking oh mm. So real quick, Jerry, let's go with you. I haven't even said what I'm drinking, but Jerry, real quick, what would you give yours? How how does the rating system work again? What would you? How would I do this? Um, price versus the amount of alcohol if it's a beer. Okay. Uh, whether the it's eye catching, like the design of it, okay. and then of course the flavor. Okay. Oh, that yeah. Look at this label. It's got the uh, like what the music would like be as, as it reverberates. Yeah, yeah, dude, that that's well, amazing. That's so well cool. done. Well done. <laughs> Very smart. And then the, the words are like striked out. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, like it's not just there in your face. Yep. Well, I would say the highlight. I mean, if you're ever gonna drink IPA, if you like IPA, it's definitely full flavored as an IPA goes. Um, it's made by Cigar City Brewing Company. I think I, I mentioned that was out of uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cigars are big in Florida, obviously, with the big, uh, you know, Cuban population and whatnot. So I think pretty cool. I'd give it maybe an 8 out of 10. Is that being too generous? I really like Oh, this. I forgot to remind you that it's 1.0 to 2, Jerry. Oh, oh, geez. Okay, well, I'm so <laughs> used to the 1 to 10. Like, okay, I don't want it in front it of it. 
A 1.8. That's good. A 1.8. Why not a 1.8? <laughs> a 1.8. It's high. What's the alcohol uh, content? Uh, 7.5. Fair enough. IPA. Uh, Tim, I think yours will probably be around 40% alcohol. If they go any higher. 45. 45. 45. All yeah. right. That's 190 close. proof. 190 proof. Ooh. <laughs> and what's the... Okay. What is the taste like? Is it is it kind of obviously you have to sip on it, right? Or you mix it? Well, uh, I usually mix my first one and then I'll sip. Or if I just want to just be somewhere for a long time, there's nothing better than getting. You know, I got for Christmas um, this little this rubber container that makes four big round ice balls. And so you know, drop yeah. that in with straight on the rocks and kind of just let the ice melt and really take your time. Um, yeah. It's fun, but I'll do mix if I. Uh, wants a soda taste or something like a diet coke or something. So today, my first one tonight, I mixed. That's not all whiskey. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. What would you rate it at then? Well, since uh, I love the label and the marketing behind it, it does have a smooth taste. This bottle um, costs about forty-five bucks, and I, I think it's since last time I bought it, it's a higher. But I think everything's higher right now, so it's hard to tell. Um, but I would rate it a one point one one. Point one one. A one point one one. one, 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 one. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was stuck on the one point one. I was like, that's low. So one point one one. So that's funny. One point one one. It is really uh, smooth. It is a really smooth uh, whiskey, though. If people want to try a new whiskey, it's a fun one to try. And then the story behind it's really cool too. And just to listen to the music is fun when you're drinking it. Well, I wasn't gonna let. Now, you what are you drinking? I wasn't gonna let you be the only one drinking some uh, blackened. Nice. Uh, oh, right, you got uh, it. Huh? Whiskey? You got whiskey or blackened or what? What kind of? Do I do I not look like I can afford some blackened? <laughs> no, I never said that. J.K. So I couldn't find. I know you really well. Yeah, come I on. couldn't find the the black. We have It's not, easy, it's not always it? easy to find. It's not always easy to find. <laughs> I I went to almost everywhere, and then I forget that we have a place called Total Wines. And apparently they have it, but I didn't go there. I'll get you a bottle. I'm gonna get you one. I would appreciate that. I really right. do appreciate that. But <laughs> you know, I I saw your I saw you tweet it out. I was like, darn it. I was very <laughs> like I told my wife, I was like, he got it and I didn't find it. Darn it. <laughs> so I'll get you I had I'm this, gonna get you a bottle. Yeah. I appreciate I'll get both, that. I'm gonna get both you guys a bottle. Oh nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate that, Tim. That's very yeah. kind, uh, for real. But uh that's my funny story or my 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 attempt. I, I was like, I'm gonna. I bought this like a week ago, and I was like, "Hey, blackened," because it's a, it's got a black, black label. <laughs> that's why I was like, "That'll be funny enough." But that's not my drink of choice today. I went to go get some zoo beers. Uh, yes, I was looking for those too, man. I couldn't find them. I had one today on tap at Anchor Bar for lunch. Okay, nice. Yeah. nice. So H-E-B went, usually has them. If you go to H-E-B, they're usually the ones that carry them. I went to the one on, in, in Balcones Heights, and I was looking high oh. and low, and I couldn't find them. I don't know. You got to tell them. Get that conservation in here. Saving yeah. wildlife. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. South Florida. Hey, they're right there by the zoo. I'm not trying to call them out or anything, but hey, I couldn't find them. <laughs> yeah, and I think last time, I have a, I'm going to get a can. I have, Last time we talked, I think we had the butterflies on there. No, no. We had the... It was a... Um, uh, okay, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I can't remember. I like, no, yeah. yeah. That was the first time they came out. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. 
Yeah, so um, I went to go. South Florida's usually always has them. So South Florida's HB always has them. That was my go-to. And I was like, dude, I got it. I'm going to get there. I'll get it. And then I'm only, and I call them zoo beers because my brother always calls them zoo beers. He's like. That's what I call them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he calls me up. He goes, send me more of those zoo beers. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't find them. But when I was there, I found this other beer that I've been trying to look for forever. And I'm very excited to try them. It's, uh, they're supposed to be like the St. Isla or Isla St. Brewing from here in San Antonio. Yeah. And it's called Rojo, but only because Big Red made them change their name. It used to be the Big Red beer. Oh. <laughs> so it's supposed to take, taste like Big Red. So That's I'm excited running. to try them. <laughs> the only thing, which it's already getting points off for this, it's a four-pack, and it costs mm. as much as a 12-pack. Wow. And they're not That's even 16 ounces. They're 12 Wait, ounces. Wait, you said it costs as much as a 12-pack? Yeah, they're like $11, $12, like a cheap 12-pack. Yeah, but okay, what, what's the alcohol content? 5.5. All right. Tell us how it tastes. Let's hear the right. rating. I'm going to go get yeah. a conservation can so we can show it again. I'll be right back. Do All it. Right. All right. So first sip, East Street. Uh, I don't know if it's East Less Street or East Less Saint. It's probably Street. East Less Street. Rojo. Oh. <laughs> that was, was that good or bad? I don't know what that was. It doesn't it doesn't taste like doesn't taste like big red at all. Dang. <laughs> and I hate to do that. Like I hate to talk mess about you know local San Antonio stuff. But It does not. It has a hint of like a sour beer. I don't know if you ever had sour beers. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not but it has a hint of that. I don't taste any Big Red at all. Is it supposed to taste like, like Big Red? That's what, when they first came out, and this is the thing that I think I'm already getting pissed off. <laughs> because <laughs> here's the thing. When they first came out, they were marketed out as Big Red. They even had like the Big Red logo-ish. Like they yeah, looked... it still kind of looks like it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it actually said, I think it said Big Rojo. Yeah. instead of, And so it was too close to the Big Red logo. They made it change it. But the, when they first came out, it was hard to get. It would sell out instantly, and they would do it on, I don't know, maybe they did it on purpose, or maybe it was just small batches, whatever it was. Hard to get. Very, obviously, overpriced. You get two cans for the price of a six pack, I think. And um, yeah, so it was just like I've been waiting forever to taste it, and very disappointing. Is is that the same uh, brewery that does the best made, like the pickle beer? I'm not. No, no, I, I don't know which one that is. I know Martin House does one, uh, and and somebody else does it. But no, this is here in San Antonio. I've not, I don't think I've ever had another beer from them. So maybe they can be redempt, uh, atone, as we would say in the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just, I'm going to go 1.3. And that's generous, I think. Sounds like maybe it. you need to have some more sips first. Maybe pre, pre, a little bit early judgment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe after a few more, I'll be a little happier with it. But they all taste great after a few more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long no, as they're cold. Uh, yeah. 
I'll put it over here just to still give them. You know, I feel bad, so I'll put. I'll I'll give them a little more uh, showcase. But <laughs> I brought oh, one of our free tips over too. Here's our horned lizard. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Now that's a good beer, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. Yeah, it is a good beer. Well, you know, we tried to pick something that was uh, really drinkable, so it's just a really easy blonde ale that year round you can drink that. No, I I enjoy drinking those. Uh, obviously, my brother always calling me up for more. <laughs> He's a fan. Uh, good, good. All right, so let's move forward because I'm I'm getting angry. <laughs> I'm getting very get him angry. off. Just get him. Get him Change off. the subject. Listen. We're moving. We're not. We're gonna go too hard, too fast. Tim, are you down for a drinking game later on? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, he didn't <laughs> even ask for the rules or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna play a uh, trivia game, obviously animal related, and then uh, if I'm gonna have Jerry try it out and uh, guess an answer. If you're wrong, Jerry, you get to drink. Tim, if you get it wrong. You get to drink. Either way, I'm drinking with both of you, so I'm really winning. <laughs> I, like how, I like how we don't have to drink. We get to drink. Get to drink. Yeah, you get to drink. <laughs> it's a good excuse for all the wrong answers we're going to give. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, if you get at least seven out of the ten, uh, I'll drink this All right, shot. Actually, I'm going to drink this one to get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'll drink now another one. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Now I'm going to forget all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Tim, last time we talked, you guys started the Pantera Walk. How's that going? That's incredible. The Jaguars really enjoy it. Um, you know, it connects to uh, uh, what what people have seen as our Jaguar area for the last few years, 10 years or so, to the place where the Jaguars used to be. So it connected two habitats together, gave them over 100% more space. But the coolest part is watching those Jaguars walk over that walkway and they just sit up there and watch people walking under them, which we kind of thought they would because naturally in the wild, they're predators. They're, um, you know, they'll be up in trees. They'll be down by riverbeds to hunt and things like that. So we've created a lot of natural opportunities for them. Uh, so that's really cool. And, you know, Texas A&M San Antonio actually is the presenting sponsor of that because their mascot is the Jaguar. Yeah. Um, so it worked out really cool. So it's called Pantera Walk presented by Texas A&M San Antonio. But the walk is so big and long. That's where I got my master's from. All right, good job. (laughs) It's a great school. They're doing great things. Like, I learned a lot about that school through the process of uh, working with them on this sponsorship. It's pretty amazing what they're doing with a lot of kids, you know, first time in college here. Same with UTSA. Like, 40% graduates are first time college. I think it's really neat what these universities are doing for San Antonio. But um, we can put two Jaguars out at, at once now instead of just rotating. So it's been a really great exhibit. And then we took that whole area and rethemed it to like a South American um, fishing village called Neotropica. And, you know, we do a lot of conservation work down there. This fish print behind me is one of our projects that I'll explain later with project Selva. But um, so we, we really rethemed that or, or themed it never had a theme to it. So now you feel like you're walking through this kind of Peruvian uh, or South American fishing village uh, back in time. And it's a really good looking area now. That's uh, fun for people to explore and experience. So, uh, the reason you wouldn't put two jaguars out at the same time was would they fight or, or yeah? Or so in the wild, they live uh, solitary lives until breeding season. So the male will smell a female that's ready to breed, you know, for God don't know how long, far away, and they'll come together for breeding, and then and then he leaves. And so um, 
if they encounter each other outside of that period, it's a fight. And so our two males would definitely fight. So we have a male and a female. When we are all accredited zoos breed um, based on recommendations by our association, we're not just breeding cats like you've seen in some movies recently or some Netflix series. <laughs> we breed really responsibly. Um, and so we'll put them, if the association says we would like some cubs from the two that you have, um, then we'll start putting them together at that time. And then um, if they say, okay, well, we weren't, we we're going to bring in a different female to breed with your male. So a lot of, there's a lot of movement within accredited zoos of animals to keep good genes and good bloodlines for our goal is really for the next hundred years to have good genes and good bloodlines to carry that species in the care of man while they're, you know, disappearing in the wild. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, so how long, how long did the Jaguars know? How long until the Jaguars knew that that existed? And yeah. how did you get, or at least introduce it to them? Yeah, well, they were gone during construction. We sent, they went to a zoo, like I think in like North Dakota or something. And that zoo was really smart. They made it their summer attraction. Like come visit the Jaguars for a limited time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was really hard to find some place to put those. because you know, we were coming out of COVID and a lot of zoos were shut down for long periods of time, two, four, six months longer and had to let staff go. So a lot of zoos didn't have staff that could manage extra animals. Most zoos don't have extra holding for extra animals, much less jaguars, which takes really serious, a serious containment. Uh, but we sent them off on vacation, and then we did the construction. They came back, and uh, we thought they'd go right up, but we did entice them a little bit by putting some meat down the walkways and things like that. But as soon as we opened that door, uh, the first one was straight up on that walkway and exploring. And it was really fun to watch them see these kind of new spaces that they have to explore. Because, you know, think about all the construction workers that have been in there and all, all these new smells and all these areas, too, that even in their uh, past area they were in which we remodeled that too while we we're doing it so um they really enjoy exploring that now and we you, you see a lot of our jaguar videos on social and in the enrichment we do with them um that they really like those areas they're beautiful cats beautiful big cats and that's people ask me all the time what's the animal you're most afraid of at the zoo jaguar <laughs> also respect it the most because of the same reason <laughs> what, what, Is it, are they what just like tarja sorry man. no I, I was just i was just curious so there's a bunch of big cats at the zoo, right? You've got yep. uh, Sumatran tigers. You've got African lions. Yep. What is it about the jaguar that makes them more feared than other big cats? I think it's, you know, you think about lions and Africa, you know, they hunt in prides and they're out on this big savanna and, and they're real strategic hunters, the way they move in on herds of whatever they're doing. Um, tigers, you know, live in jungles. They're solitary also like jaguars. Um, yeah, but that's the, what I'm the Tigers yeah. are more solitary too. And yes, big, so. yeah, big, lions are the only big cast. I mean, the cats that are in groups like that, Everyone, most other cats are solitary. Um, but the Jaguar one is just so beautiful Two, It used to be right here. You think about it. It used to live right here where we are. So imagine we had Jaguars still. Um, and then just the amazing things it could do with uh, you watch videos of them, you know, jumping in and underwater, catching crocodiles in the water and pulling them up into a tree to eat them. I mean, they're just, they're powerful um, and they're super smart and they're ambush hunters and it's just really uh, incredible species to to watch the things that they're able to do and, and know their strength and their, their pounds per square inch of their jaws, one of the highest in the animal world. It's just a really amazing apex predator that has been created. And uh, the fact that it was right here and it, it's still, you go to the border of Mexico, there's Jaguars three hours south of the border. I mean, they're not far away from us either. If you think about it, people think about these kind of cats, like, Oh, that must live in Africa or something like, no, they live in Mexico. And right there's there. one, 
been spotted coming back and forth recently in recent years into Arizona, kind of moving back up into that region. So um, it's just really cool that it's that close and that impressive of species all the way down through South America. I think I'm like, I'm super interested, definitely like in jaguars. Um, recently, and not to bring it back to like the Bengals and stuff, but like recently, <laughs> recently or, the I've been, <laughs> or just like, cause like my son has been like more interested in the bang, uh, tigers because of the Bengals. Cause he sees yeah. like, you know, everything that goes with that. I've like looked up a lot of stuff for him and I didn't realize and correct me if I, you know, did some bad fact checking because uh, we don't do this on too hard, too fast, but <laughs> <clears throat> So apparently a tiger is stronger than a lion. Is a tiger stronger than a jaguar? I think, uh, well, that's a good question. Well, tigers get a lot bigger. I mean, we have Sumatrans, which are the smallest of the tigers. And I go to other zoos to see other subspecies of tigers. And I'm just like, wow, it's just so, so much bigger than ours. So I would say um, as far as the cat overall, I think the tiger is probably stronger just because their size is so much bigger. Um, and the size of probably prey they're taking down, jaguars are kind of dealing with smaller prey, but the strength and, uh, of the jaguar's jaws and its ability to climb trees and you know, pull prey up into trees and things like that is really impressive too. So I, w- I wouldn't want to see the, the, those two go at it with each other, which is why they probably live in different parts of the world. On purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something to think about. Everybody calls the lion the king of the jungle. It doesn't live in a jungle. Lions live on savannas. That's the, true. the tiger lives in a jungle. <laughs> so it's always interesting when people say the lion is the king of the jungle and it doesn't live in a jungle. So that there's your thing to think about tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I wonder why that came up. That's so weird. Who knows? In, in the medieval world, they, they actually considered beavers fish and you could eat them during Lent. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. It swims. <laughs> right, they loophole. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a story that some guy raised a hippo while he was a baby or whatever. Like he rescued some hippo, raised it, and then the hippo mauled it. I don't know if that was like a just like an internet meme that went out or if it was a real thing. Well, when I see people like, you know, walking with tigers or lions or those kind of things, and it's, I'm like, I know how this story is going to go end. And it's, you know, they're they're still wild animals, and you never know what it's going to be that triggers that wild instinct back in a species again like a noise or a quick movement or whatever it is so not a good idea and you don't see that at accredited zoos like ours like we don't go in the same space with hippos we don't get in the same space with uh, big cats or anything like that we always have a barrier between us so um it, I, I some of those places you see like you know we got a uh confiscated tiger last year bear county sheriff confiscated a tiger and a bobcat out of somebody's house and there was a couple tigers around town i think two were found here and one in houston but um, a lot of those guys that have those tigers or gals or whoever has those tigers, they'll, you know, take out the canine teeth and the claws, really disservice to the animal because um, it can never be back with other animals. But, that, you know, they, they try to look macho with their pictures of tigers, but they've really taken away all the ability for those cats to be a cat. So it's kind of it's really sad what happens with those in those cases. Damn Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so w- when, when you take one of those tigers in, can they be can they be acclimated to like the zoo life? Yeah, so like well, we took the tiger and the bobcat, and the, you know I mentioned earlier that we um, control the breeding of species, so we also are very concerned about clean genetics. 
And so when we bring a tiger in from a rescue, we don't know if that was inbred. We don't know a lot of things about it. So often we'll work with sanctuaries um, and other places like that to place them and that versus in, we could do DNA testing and all those kind of things on it. But in that case, we didn't have room for this tiger. Um, so we just move them to other places that can do a DNA test if it's a accredited facility or if they want to move it to a sanctuary with often the sanctuaries will call us and offer assistance and help. And we had a couple reach out to us and, and things like that. So they're much better lives than they were, you know, living in this person's garage or wherever they were, wherever they were yeah. holding them. That was not that appropriate. For and, and, and even with like with like monkeys or chimpanzees, like you hear like people getting mauled off or, or, yeah. or uh, I don't even, I, I don't even, I don't, I, I've never understood. Like, yes, I was a fan of the Tiger King, like watching it. Yeah. But I still, for me, I don't understand how somebody just wants to have that kind of animal. Maybe it's yeah. for the Instagram life, the, the yeah. show off life. Yeah. That's what it is. It's ego. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's people like, that have those animals that I'm sure love those animals, but it's not always loving them the right way. So um yeah, it's more detrimental right. to them yeah 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 versus i don't know weird way to bring us down again why do we keep going down time. this road what is wrong it's with you're mad at your beer i've never seen anyone <laughs> be mad at a beer before <laughs> I <guess so. laughs> i've never seen anybody mad i've never seen anybody mad at a beer before oh man that is true okay no more bringing us down put it down just put it down but right. let's talk about this because I really want to ask you about this. <laughs> I'm going to bring it down again. Uh, the rhino. Is it the black yeah. rhino that's extinct? There's a few species of rhino that are extinct. Um, the one that's in most peril right now, is, which is going to blink out to zero, is the northern white rhino. There's only two left. And so really interesting story. You know, Arzu, I don't know if you've been, but we have this giant sculpture of three rhinos. One's, one's standing on its four legs. The other one's on its back. And then there's another one on top. And it's called the last three. And it was really sculpted after the last three northern white rhinos on the planet. Mm. Well, zoo. And so you've seen like images of uh, rangers walking with AK-47s next to rhinos. That's these last three northern white. They protect them. twenty. I mean, walk with them 24 hours a day. That's how close they have to stay to them. Wow. Uh, but zoos, no, zoos and other uh, conservation. But does, that, does that ruin the if? Oh, well, I guess if they're both males or both females, I guess. It's yeah, they're both females that are left. And the, the, it was a dad, a daughter and a granddaughter. But the um, zoos and kind of conservation groups knew that species was going extinct decades ago. You know, at some point, the map doesn't work. Here's the gestation period. Here's what's left. Here's how many babies they could have. They're, it's not going to make it. And so uh, zoos have been collecting semen from any of the males that were still around for, you know, the decades before this. Well, artificial insemination is part of um, responsible zoological work. Um, it's brought some endangered species back and things like that. So San Diego Zoo has been working on artificial, inse artificial insemination of rhinos, which is a very complicated process, apparently with rhinos. But they've had, I think, two successful births of southern white rhinos, which is the species that we have at our zoo. Um, and if they keep being successful... They've gotten eggs from these last two female northern white rhinos. They've already combined the semen and the egg and have uh, eggs growing, and they've cryo-frozen them. Once they figure out, okay, we're really confident with the insemination of southern white rhinos, at some point they'll take those eggs that are cryo-frozen, and these southern white rhino females will become surrogate mothers for to bring that northern white rhino back from zero. I mean, it's, it's Jurassic Park story, but that yeah. those eggs that are now cryo-frozen that they've been able to um, get, 
uh, will bring that species back at some point. Then the question becomes, you know, where do they go? Where do you put them? Because people have this grand image of or idea of what the wild is. It doesn't really exist anymore. All these, most of these animals are living on, um, you know, conservation grant lands grants and things like that with rangers guarding them 24 hours a day. And there's just not wild left. So you got to find a place for them and those kind of things, but really cool science working to save kind of endangered species and stuff happening around the world. But Northern white rhino is the one right now that's down to two, but I think we've lost like five subspecies of rhinos uh, already. And you, you mentioned tigers earlier. There's some species of that. There's like 400 left in the wild. So it's just, we're just take the humans are just consuming the planet. Um, you know, to taking away the land and then you have conflict with tiger coming into your village or elephants coming into your stomping all your farms and things like that. So uh, a lot of groups working, you really have to work with the local population. Um, it's not just the idea of like, you're going to go in there and put fences up and save the elephants that are in the fences. Those elephants are going into people's farms and destroying them. So you have to work with the local population and, and educate them and then find ways to help that, that animal human conflict. And that's really what conservation about, is about now getting smarter is working with the local communities because they have to have buy-in. If they don't have buy-in, nothing you do is going to matter. So you can't just throw money at a problem. You got to work with those communities. Is it mostly an urbanization thing then that that's the big, the big problem? That's a big part of it. You know, poaching is a big issue and, and you'll hear stories. If you're watching any kind of um, animal sites or anything, you'll see like three Rangers killed in whatever national park last week or firefight because mm-hmm. poaching the rhino horns are big money. Ivory on the elephants, big money. Uh, and so it's, it's, you know, second to like drugs as far as the cash that moves back and forth across. And it's funding wars, it's funding drugs, it's funding all kinds of things. And it ends up in, in countries uh, that consume those things. And, you know, these false beliefs that rhino horn will help me heal this or do this for me. And so that's going to take a long time. So it's a combination of all these different things just, get, just getting magnified as humans just really take over and consume the planet. So it's, it's a, this fish print behind me is project Selva, what we work on in the Amazon and you know, talk about working with communities. So there are some indigenous groups in the Amazon down there that we work with. Um, and what happens is, and we've been saying this for years, which is interesting. Like we, we, we've been saying, you know, they don't deal in cash and contracts. They, they've kind of lived like they've always lived day by day. And um, if somebody got, if some illness came through the community, the miners or loggers will come in and say, we'll give you the medicine if you sign over the rights to your indigenous lands and we're going to mine and log it. And what are you going to do if you're going to lose your whole group? And so what we do is educate those groups, you know, don't ever sign contracts. We're going to supply you, supply you with a constant supply of money. So like one of the groups we work with is the Bora. They make little hand carved goods out of balsa wood. We buy it and we sell it in our gift shops. And we tell them, if you want us to buy five, we'll buy five. You want us to buy 5,000, we'll buy 5,000. But call us if you ever need to. When we have a, so in order to get to these groups, we had to buy a boat. So we have a boat in, in the Amazon. Then you have to have a staff to go do it. So we have a staff in Iquitos, Peru, which is in the middle of nowhere in the Amazon. And so that staff does that with the Bora group. And um, when COVID hit, the Bora have some um, aspect of what they do is tourism. So people will come to see their traditional song and those kind of things. All of a sudden, everybody was just gone. And they're like, where is everybody? What's going on? And we were being told not to go in the city and trying to explain a worldwide pandemic to an indigenous group, not easy. Um, But this was the perfect example that we've been talking about for years where they all of a sudden had no money at all coming in because there was no tourism and their gardens weren't big enough to sustain them. So our staff since March of 2020 or April has been buying food, medicine, water and masks and taking them down every week to support that indigenous group, to keep them going. 
And the way we fund that project is really cool. So these fish prints behind me, that's about a six or seven foot fish print behind me. It's hard to tell, but um, we flew in a Japanese fish print artist. This is um, a Japanese art and uh, trained our staff in Iquitos how to do these. And so they go to fish markets and other places and get these fish or fish farms, get these fish or some that they fished out of the river, not this species, but, and then they do these fish prints. So they lay the fish down flat, um, put a non-toxic dye on it, and then kind of rub the rice paper or whatever fabric we're using at the time on it. You pull it up and it's got a perfect fingerprint of the fish. And then they come back and color it. And then they send those to us. We frame them. They, these have been on display at the airport, art galleries all over the country. And we sell these art pieces. And that money is really what funds the conservation work that's happening down there to, to keep our staff going that's supporting the Bora Group. So it's really a, a cool program where art is supporting a conservation program, but it's working with those indigenous people that that rainforest has more species of anywhere else on, planet, on the planet, including jaguars. And so by protecting that rainforest with the community buy-in, we're saving all those species. It's a really cool project that we do. Yeah, that is interesting. That is super yeah. cool. Yeah, George, it's fun. If I can ask one more question, man. I'm sorry, you're going to yeah. kill me. Why the arapaima? Because that is such a cool <clears throat> fish. Yeah, I, so that's a really big fish. And I was like, man, that's such a cool fish. Why the this arapaima? Is a really big, this is, these things get bigger than this. And so yeah, just a bigger. really big, yeah, beautiful fish. These are... Um, in danger or at risk. So we, there's actually fish farmers that, that raise these. So, you know, we're not taking them out of the wild. We're, these are fish farmers. So we'll go to a market uh, or fish farm and buy one. And then we get multiple prints off it. And then the staff or eats it or gives it to the community to eat. So uh, nothing goes to waste because of that non-toxic dye. But this species, because it's um, so big, makes beautiful art. And uh, we do a lot with piranhas and devilfish. I mean, all kinds of things. Uh, they've done some crocodile prints and all kinds of really cool uh, artwork. Our staff has gotten really creative and we've really, they've, um, they've become their own art form, which is cool because the first versions of the couple of years were really muted colors, like how it would look in the river. And now you can see the color on this. They're really getting into colors and, and kind of creating their new art form. And um, it's, it's funding all the things that we're doing. We also did not want to introduce this Japanese art into the Bora because we didn't want to bring another culture in and introduce it to the Bora group. Right. So this is why we have our artists in Iquitos uh, doing that. So we have an office in a studio in Iquitos and a house for the staff, a boat and our, we had a wood boat. It sunk. <laughs> so we just <laughs> bought a new, we just bought a new really cool metal boat. And, um, but we go down there right now. We've been supplying them once a week with supplies and you, you usually go down once a year. We haven't been able to go down for two years now. So, you know, we, are in constant contact with our staff and that Bora group and some other indigenous groups to make sure everyone's okay. Nice, Jerry, don't apologize for asking a question. That's why we're here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got sucked in. I, yeah, but I'll make it a four-hour podcast if you're not careful because I got a lot to talk. We're doing, we're doing yeah. a lot of stuff here that people have no idea we're doing. Like People have probably no idea that the San Antonio Zoo is doing this project in Peru. And what's really cool is Texas A&M San Antonio just joined us on this project to help protect jaguars. Um, Roger Williams Park Zoo up on the East Coast, Rhode Island is a partner of this on this. And then Moody Gardens in Galveston just came on as a partner. So we're gaining partners and gaining support to really help this program and spread it throughout that Amazonian region. Awesome. And it, you know what? Speaking of that, like like people not knowing about what the zoo's doing, I can see like the like they know a lot about new attractions at the zoo or like when it's uh, Zoo Bash. And I, maybe yeah. I said that wrong. Uh, Boo Zoo, Zoo Boo, Zoo Bites. Zubu. Yeah, no. and and so they know those, but 
when there's like the the re, I, I reposted something that uh, you guys did at the end of the year, or at least it was reported at the end of the year that uh, you guys let those the uh, what was it frogs? Yeah, the horn toads. Horn toad was it horn toads? Oh no, it was Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. what. What was it again? I cut you Puerto off. Puerto Rican crested toads. <laughs> yes. So I posted that. And I was like, dude, that is amazing work. Yeah. And I, I, it gets. If they wouldn't, if, I think it was San Antonio Current or yeah. somebody. Current that covered it. Yeah. it. And if they wouldn't have posted, I would have known, would have not known. And yeah. it's not seen very often. And that's what it, I think it's important because, like I, we talked about last time you were here, some people have mixed feelings about zoos because they feel yeah. like, oh, the animals are mistreated or why are they mm -hmm. kept in these places, but they don't understand the stuff that you're doing with these animals yeah. while they're there and the conservation uh, efforts that you're doing. And obviously now, like we've talked about many times, the education that goes in with it. <clears throat> yeah. But like I was talking to people from work and they uh, randomly asked me about my podcast because they, they think it's weird that I have <laughs> one and all that. And I do it. And you, yell at, you yell at beers on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I get angry at beers. But because you know, I work usually, I'm very, like, quiet, conservative, but, you know, if my, my, you know, you ask Jerry, and I'm nowhere near quiet, and... Yeah. I'm surprised to hear you say that, honestly, <laughs> because you're nowhere, <laughs> nowhere on this spectrum, no. <laughs> so, they think it's, like, super weird that I have one, first of all, that I'm, and when I tell the people that come on here, it's like, dude, people that come on here are top people, and, you know, also, they're my friends, other yeah. times not not jerry not bringing you down oh yeah. <laughs> so some of the guests i've been lucky Fair to enough. have you like to meet you guys but anyway so i was telling them yeah where uh, i have tomorrow on this weekend and you know i explained to who who you were and what you do and all that we last time he was on we talked about pantera walk and he's like what is that I'm like dude you haven't you don't know <laughs> so it's just weird, certain things, but it's not just because of you guys or not. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is how, let me put it this way. I came in from San, uh, from Cincinnati recently, and I stopped at the San Antonio airport, get my luggage, and almost instantly, I was like, I want to go to the San Antonio Zoo. <laughs> I want to go to the San Antonio Zoo. Why? Because as you're getting your luggage, and I don't know if you know this, you probably do, Tim. Yes. Everything there is San Antonio yeah. Zoo. It's like yeah. logos, screens. Footprints. And... Paw prints on the ground. <laughs> yes. I used to have yes, the paw my, you, follow the paw, little... you follow the paw prints to your baggage. That yes. is crazy. I, I thought that was, I'm sorry, like, I know we're doing a whole zoo thing, but when you said, oh, my, my first thing was I want to go to the zoo, I was like, that's kind of odd. Like, that wouldn't be my first thought. I had no idea. I haven't yeah. been to the airport lately. And, the, the, and that's what I was trying to get. Like, the, everything that was there made me want to go visit the zoo. And yeah, so, cool. like, my and I first didn't, like, I was obviously like, let's get this. We got to go do this. And we got to get our stuff. But my what triggered it was my son goes, look, Dad, tiger prints. And obviously, yeah. we're just coming back from, so. Oh, yeah, that's and, neat. And I looked down. Yeah, and then, and then there's, like, uh, birds. Feet, yeah. things, everything. There's, I was like, oh, cool. And I look up, 
boom, San Antonio Zoo. <laughs> so we're taking over the city, awesome. <laughs> taking over. And my nice. wife goes, "Next time you talk to Tim, you let him know they're doing a good job." <laughs> yeah, we had um, people kind of had the zoo because SeaWorld is so out in the market and Six Flags is so out in the market. Kind of people kind of started taking the zoo for granted. I think and kind of forgetting about how what a treasure it is here in San Antonio. That you know the team we have here now has just been working so hard to flip the zoo and get our be top of mind and be out there we do tons of viral stuff we're doing a ton of viral valentine's day stuff right now and all kinds of crazy things and so we're in the news all the time but the problem is the news cycle is so fast and crazy even if you're in it all the time people are missing things and so we try to have you know stories coming out constantly just to remind people about the great things we're doing or the fun things we're doing and things like that and we try to make it fun like the the airport's a good example of the footprints on the ground to follow to your bag it's just fun and so, yeah. you know, people come here because it's fun and people work here because it's fun. So we want to keep that theme. That's interesting. And you, right now, you know, we have the heart back here. You guys are yep. doing this uh, Valentine's thing where, um, and you can explain it better, but the thing that stuck in my head is the roaches. Because I don't know why <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're going to let you eat roaches. Like, you can, <laughs> like, here's a roach and eat it like, like Fear Factor style Fear Factor, for your ex. On, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I would never make it on that show just for that reason. <laughs> What's that? I would never make it on those shows because of the stuff they have to eat. <laughs> no way. Maybe it's just me because I kind of want to be like those, those big ass roaches that they used to have there. It's like, yeah, I'm down. If, if this is doing that, I'll do it. <laughs> but obviously, that's not what you're doing. No. Uh, and you can explain it better. Um, but you're naming roaches and vegetables for the, to feed rats. the animals. And it's kind of rats. donation style. Rats, and rats too? Rats. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, so um, the animals we typically feed to our animals are live roaches and then pre-frozen rats that we buy. And so uh, we started a Valentine's program two years ago called Primia Cockroach. And um, <laughs> you can name a cockroach. Or a rat after your ex. Um, I think it's five. It used to be five dollars for a roach and twenty for a rat. And um, and then we live feed on Facebook all day on Facebook lives, like feeding the reptiles or Komodo dragons or snakes, things like that. And we're listing all the names of the exes and reading some of them off. Our plan was to read them all off, but we had thousands and thousands and thousands of people submit. Um, so we do a big video at the end that shows on the name. And then last year we added a, a vegetarian version. So you could buy now lettuce for also for the X. And so that's a really fun campaign. That campaign has raised a hundred thousand dollars for the zoo over the last two years and gotten international attention. I've done interviews in England with England, Africa, Canada, all over the world about Crimea cockroach and this fun campaign that we do to, to name cockroaches. And then, um, you know, we, for the lovers that are really happy during Valentine's Day, we have this beautiful, like, five-course Valentine's dinner in the underwater hippo cave. So you're right by Timothy and Uma with this candlelight dinners and champagne and wine and wow. a great dinner and violin player or something. There's always entertainment. And then we started, you know, thinking, well, what about all the people that are single and are, have, don't have somebody? So let's do a singles event. So last year we added a singles event. We're doing it again this year called Meet Your Next Ex. So it's a singles, <laughs> it's a singles party night. There's animal valentine's uh animal love trivia <laughs> um there is uh there is uh, all kinds of fun a dj food trucks all, a really fun event for singles and then we do some really fun tours for people to learn more about the basically the sex lives of animals and things like that so we have something for everybody on valentine's whether you're in love or bitter or by yourself or whatever and so but it, that crimea cockroach has been really big for us it got a lot of attention and and spurred a lot of donations and it's interesting last year 
um, 85% of the people that bought names were women. And so I was doing an interview once and the person was like, well, what does that say about women? <laughs> He's tr totally trying to get me in trouble. Right. So my answer was like, well, maybe it says more about how the men have been behaving. <laughs> so <Right>. I <laughs> weaseled my way out of that question, but it is really fun to do. And, and we have, um, we'll do a map where all the, where all the names came from and it's all over the world. We get names from all over the planet um, to put, to put in here that people are bitter at their exes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah. Um, well, kind of a quick side note. So, I know the Lori exhibit, they, yep. uh, they, they only drink nectars, so they don't really eat anything. Can we do a drinking alone sort of deal with too hard, too fast? Do you want me in there with the Lori's? <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I think that, I don't know, it just kind of No, you can go sit in the Lori's. We'll do the next one. You sit in the Lori's and do it. <laughs> Let's do it. There you we go. That's so funny. That's so funny. I, I, uh, I like that idea, Jerry. That was really... I, I think there's something there. there. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the birds, man. Come on. We could just be in three different parts of the zoo doing it. <laughs> there you oh, go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like we've talked about, we should definitely do this in person. Like, I really wish that yeah. this was in person. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, no, for me, it's not really the whole, like, you know, what's going on. Um, it's just like, I, I honestly, just for this interview, Tim, I looked into what I need to buy for like three different mics, um, cameras. Like I was like, I need to start off the new year. Yeah. Starting to make this an in-person podcast. Cause now I love it. We're going to keep, we'll keep doing them. We're going to keep doing them. We'll make a series. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> non-serious series. <laughs> <laughs> a non-serious series. Yeah. And, um, especially cause we're going to drink that blacken together. Yeah. You'll both sure. have a bottle. We'll all have three have a bottle at the table. <laughs> Just finish it. That yeah. one's going to go <laughs> yeah. the, off the rails. Um, so today I actually went by the Zoom. Uh, we were going to Breckenridge Park. Yeah. Um, and I went by the Zoo just so I could like honk and yell at people. I know tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I, I, w I went by the zoo just to see, like, you know, how things are, like, I'm a supervisor, like, how things are going. <laughs> Audit. <laughs> yeah. I was just, uh, you know, I wanted to see things. I was like, I, 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 like I said, I wanted to go to the zoo that one time. So, um, anyway, going there, I noticed the new parking garage, which looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I also noticed that there's a lot of people still using that that one other garage and it's still causing, we talked about it. It was going to alleviate traffic, but there's still like that. Like, I don't know. Going back to people saying like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what the zoo's doing. I'm kind of thinking like, they still don't know about the garage. Like if they think yeah. that's a part of the part of the zoo, like it's a new building for the zoo or yeah. something. Yeah. If you're coming know. in from the North side, you don't really see it. Um, and so We've added, or if even coming in from like off Broadway side and things like that. So, or exiting before you get to Hildebrand. So we've added some signage uh, on our fences, like parking garage up the hill, but people still naturally go to that train station parking lot. Um, but my team right now is working on getting signs out for the entrance of those parking lots too, saying additional free parking up the hill, because people think it's like really far away uh, because you can't see it because of the highway. If you're standing by the zoo entrance and it goes up a hill. And people ask me, like, are you going to run a tram from that garage? I'm like, it's actually, if you where you start walking from the garage to the zoo entrance, 
is the exact same distance as the zoo entrance to halfway through halfway back in that main main um, train lot. So the people in the back half of that lot are actually walking further than they do from the parking garage. It just has this visual challenge that ha people have a hard time connecting in their head that, you know, if you park in the train lot, you're walking straight to the zoo entrance. You can see it. Um, also, some people want to ride. Some people want to ride the train before they come or on their way out, which that's more convenient for them. And hopefully they're buying Starbucks at our Starbucks out in the park. So um, <laughs> we like when that lot fills first and then the zoo garage is kind of the overflow. Um, we see a lot more people using it in summer because it's five floors of shaded parking. And it's like 15 degrees cooler in there than it is outside all the time because we have that green screen that's almost grown to the roof already just in three years. So that's a great garage. And, uh, you know, coming up to it, well, it's just beautiful, especially at night, the way it's lit up. And um, we're adding some LED color changing lights on the side of it so we can change. Like when UTSA wins, we'll let it, light it up orange. Oh. Or Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we'll light it up pink and those kind of things. So we're really excited to get that. We're waiting for a controller from China that we've been waiting for for about four months and it's probably on some boat in the middle of the Atlantic or you know um, the Pacific just can't get over here so we're just waiting for this to get here yeah for sure I bet I bet yeah. so good luck <laughs> or I saw one that just broke in half and dumped all the shipment that's probably mine that's probably mine <laughs> <laughs> you don't but, say well I have to cut this in that was my controller <laughs> <laughs> we want it to be free and we want people to use it and even the inside of it we made educational so each floor is a different species as you go up the floors, starting with a subterranean species and then working up to a bird on the top floor. So different layers of the ecosystem on each floor in different colors. So we're, we're educating even when you're parking in the garage and trying to make it fun. And I think it's the prettiest parking garage on the planet. I've seen ones that are like maybe nicer architecturally or nicer this way, but like that is a beautiful garage with those animals on it and the green screens and the animals, what it represents is you know, our conservation work in Africa with the giraffes. Asia with the tiger and then right here in San Antonio with the monarch butterfly. So it really has a cool message to all of it too. It's just fun. I'm like, we were excited about a parking garage. <laughs> yeah. There was a whole ton of people yeah. outside trying to get in. And yeah. obviously when there's a crowd, you know how we are. I was like, what's going on? I want yeah. to pick it up. I was like, <laughs> They're giving I away we have plans there. for something. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I have plans for something, but I kind of yeah. just want to stop and make sure what's going on in there. You know, but while uh, while I'm there hung and going, I'm I know tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, today was just like we have no events going on today. It was just a regular day at the zoo. It just happened to be perfect weather on a weekend, which we love. Like if we're gonna lose a day to weather, let it be a Monday or a Tuesday, not a Saturday or a Sunday, because you know our budget today was you know we were budgeting today for like two thousand people. We did over five thousand people showed up uh, on a weekday. We might budget for you know a thousand people and if it's a rainy day like last week was pretty cold and miserable we were doing like days <laughs> one day when it's that first really cold day we did like 56 people unclosed early but uh people have really fallen in love with the zoo again and they're showing up but that that entrance you're talking about is a really good example of what we're working on so the, the entrance is like literally 15 feet from the curb of the street right now so people end up standing like in the street they're blocking the sidewalks no one can get past the ada entrance is really tiny so we recently announced an all new brand new entrance for the zoo. That's going to really help with that process and get people in faster, push the plaza way back in. So you're not standing in the street. It's going to look San Antonio architecture. Like right now, our front gate looks like a house, somebody's house. And so it's going to be really big and grand. The whole second floor is a rooftop event center, uh, you know, San Antonio architecture. So it's going to really celebrate the culture and spirit of San Antonio and create a big plaza on the inside with fountains. And we have an overhead lemur walk and, all these really cool aspects that's going to really reimagine 
the new entrance and you're going to get there. You're going to be excited. Like, okay, I'm not at somebody's house. <laughs> I'm at a, a really <laughs> grand place. If you look, you know, I came from the theme park world. You look at SeaWorld's arches. Those are iconic. I mean, in the theme park world, people love those arches at SeaWorld. Fiesta Texas has that beautiful entrance. And so we really want to create that sense of excitement, but also be functional. The, the current gate is not functional. It was built in the 1950s, probably when the zoo was doing like 200,000 people a year. We're doing a million two now. So it just doesn't work. And we got to uh, really fix that up. And so the city has been really great helping us. We're in the bond for some money to help do that. And then some other aspects from the city to help us fund that. So uh, that will probably go under construction this year for that new front gate. And it'll open sometime next year, but it's going to be a game changer for this street. You know, if you drive down the street, now we've got this beautiful Will Smith zoo school that we've redone. Probably one of the prettiest preschools you've ever seen in your life <laughs> and the prettiest parking garage. And that we have this really underwhelming entrance. So we're really working to fix that up too and really change this whole area of the park. And all the park partners are working to change the park. If you look what the Woody has done the last few years, the museum moving in, they redid the Japanese tea gardens, Brackenridge Park is updating all these historic buildings in there. So there's a lot happening in this part of the of the city and it's the Pearl right next door. So I'm like, this part of town is, uh, what's happened down here the last 10 years is incredible. And we're kind of the us and Sunky Garden Theater, the last two to like, we got to catch up with everyone else has done these great things and now it's our turn. So we're working hard to get those things done. I want to ask this one question. It could be a little controversial. It may not be, but you, you already know you can ask me anything you want. I tell people all the time. Yeah. I do media interviews or whoever. I'm like, you can ask me whatever you want. I'm going to tell you, I would tell you right now what I would tell anybody anywhere I was standing. So. And that's right. You did mention that last time, yeah. but I think yeah. where I was getting at, it's also going to be a little dumb. Uh, <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, He's like, just wait, that. just wait. <laughs> yeah, don't go too hard, too fast on that. <laughs> Let's say you have a couple of uh, dudes there having a dude time at the zoo, get, having too many zoo beers. Jerry, I know you were thinking of something else. Chill out. <laughs> no, what? I didn't if, know what you. If somebody I goes too hard, too fast at the zoo. What is what is the process that you would take? That's a good question because, you know, we monitor guest behavior. Like we talk about designing Pantera Walk or all these exhibits. Like part of the design process is protecting people from themselves. <laughs> but people will always find ways to do dumb things. We know that. And so we have like on our map, like if you see somebody, basically, basically I'm going to give you the real version. It says if you see somebody, somebody doing something dumb, you call this number and, and we send somebody out. So uh, we don't really get that here. I mean, our guests are really well behaved in San Antonio. Um, and so, but what we have as a process of somebody um, does something dumb or is acting out of, out of character, out of, you know, normal behavior for somebody. We have a security team here all the time of, you know, multiple officers on grounds and those kind of things. And really we just kind of talk to them first and depending on what they did, they'll either be warned or asked to leave. And, you know, we want them to be, a good experience. And if they're here for the right reasons, they just made mistakes. We'll give them some tickets to come, but just come back another day. You need to reset, come back. But I appreciate we, we that. Have that. Really? That, I, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you don't have to be coy about it. I'm glad you gave me the extra tickets. <laughs> yep. like, I'm sorry. I took First my pants off. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, we've had people come in with like really offensive t-shirts on and we're like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like you can't wear that shirt in here because of the language on your shirt. Like we'll help. We'll give you, I'll give you my employee discount to buy a shirt at the gift shop. If you want. Or I'll give you tickets to come back. I'll give you tickets really to come nice. back. Another day. So, yeah, we're very guest focused and guest centric, and but not at the expense of uh, other guests if you're being unruly, or definitely for our animals or your safety or their safety. So that's always the top priority: safety of the guests and the animals. So if somebody doing something like that that's obviously 
crossing a line on purpose or something. But, you know, we don't see a lot of bad behavior in the zoo. I was at another zoo in the country once um, for some zoo meetings, went to go visit the zoo and caught a couple throwing rocks at the lions. And I actually, actually kicked them out of that zoo. It wasn't even my zoo, but I, <laughs> you're leaving. Like, let's go. You're leaving. And I walked them out of the zoo and uh, nice. I tell the director that zoo, like, I just kicked some people out of your zoo, but here's what was happening. But um, it, people do dumb things and they end up getting escorted out of, you know, everything, basketball games, football games. Let's just have it. That's but, what's um, cooler. You've got that roadhouse cooler mentality of like, you're nice until I tell you to not be nice. Yeah, yeah. You just kick <laughs> them the hell out. Yeah. So we, um, but we don't see that a lot, really. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen that a lot here at the at the zoo. It's, it's mostly families that visit us. Um, we have become we we have become a cooler zoo, what I would consider a cooler zoo. And so we do see like date night dates happening here, and adult a bunch of groups of adults and. And things like that. Um, we have a lot of adult events. Like we have Zulala, which is a big food and wine festival, and all your food and drink is included. And but all of our staff's TABC trained. We have police officers for those events and security. So we really monitor and kind of take care of people and, and things like that. That's really our goal is to everyone educate them while they're here and make sure they get out safe. <laughs> and so, so here's the backstory to that question. Yeah. Um, you got you gotta have an answer, you gotta have a procedure for those kind of things because they will happen with people <laughs> yeah people are always going to do people things yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately. yeah. well and, you know the prices that the zoo charges and theme parks and basketball games for beers i tell people all the time like if somebody's drunk at the zoo or at the at a theme park or the game like they were drinking before they got here or they have snuck something in or something like they did not spend yeah. that much money to get a get drunk at, they didn't come here to spend that much money to get drunk at this who place, does so. that anyway oh, for sure. yeah so yeah no <laughs> well that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to say is that there's a backstory to this question uh like well, i said when I went trouble? To, Did somebody trouble <laughs> not yet no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> we went to breckenridge like i said and yeah. we're at this like playscape area that's right next to the zoo yeah aka the perfect ingredient for a tetanus shot yeah <laughs> and so oh, i know what you're talking about i know what yeah. you're talking about yeah, so, you know, my son's running around, and we finish in the area, and we're walking away, and I look at I look at towards the zoo, and I saw cameras there, and I told my wife, would it be funny if I go up to the camera, lift <laughs> my shirt, and do this move to the camera, and then tell Tim Morrow. Go hey, get tomorrow. the video. <laughs> yeah, I was like, tomorrow, can you please just go check that out? I would have got that video for us. I would have had that. We'd be playing it right now. Oh, man. I wish we would have. I should have done it. I, I know the playground it. you're talking about, and they're working to – I talked about how they're working to fix up historic places in the park. That's one of them. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a very long, skinny building. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. It's pretty interesting, but everything in there is – I was like, I don't know how we didn't find a needle or yeah. cut ourselves on something or something or the floor just walked through. It yeah, they're, they're working on that. But when I got to the park, I was like, uh, what is that? <laughs> How do they, that doesn't meet any standards that I've ever been aware of for playgrounds. So. <laughs> yeah, before my son went on there, I was like, hold on, hold on. Let's just yeah. make sure before yeah. you climb that ladder, it's safe. Yeah, that's, that little corner of Breakfast Park has some really cool buildings. Like the big building right next to that is the, uh, the boathouse. Boathouse, they used to do speedboat rides up and down the river right there. So if you look, oh, really? where you were down into the river, there's two big boat bays. And that area of the river right there used to be where people swam. It was a big spring-fed pool called Lambert Beach that people used to swim at. 
And then they used to do movies. They project movies up on that building. So that was a really activated and paddle boats used to be along the river there. This used to be a really activated part of the park and it's just become super run down and kind of forgotten about. And so the Breckridge Park Conservancy and the city and all of us around are trying are redoing those buildings, working to redo, get those buildings redone and the river walls fixed and that building, the building you're talking about is this really long, it used to be the bathhouse. So where you swam, you'd come up to that long building and it was a bunch of separate little rooms where you'd go in and change yeah. out of your bathing suit into clothes. And that's why it's that long skinny building. Yeah. So the challenge now is like, what do you do with that long skinny building? Cause it's really <laughs> cool architecture from like the forties or thirties, but a really odd building to put something new in. So, but that stuff's going to be really cool for San Antonio when they redo these old buildings. That would be great because I, I was really just thinking like, man, and I didn't even know the history of it. Like, I was just like, yeah. how do you let something like this get, like, this bad, you know? Like, and Breckenridge yeah. is known. Breckenridge is known as a well-known yeah. park. It's our central park for San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things right now that um, this this area is trying to get, redo is Sunken Garden Theater, which does has done awesome concerts since the 1930s. And, uh, you know, last summer Snoop Dogg played there and stuff. So, But it's like this worn-down... It was beautiful in the 30s, probably for 50 years, and it's just gotten worn down and forgotten about. And so um, on the on the bond and some things that are happening right now, they're trying to redo that theater and really make it a, a world-class theater that you come down to see concerts at. But um, they got to work really with, tight with the community. We're a really tight area down here, so we have a lot of neighborhoods really close to us, and there's a lot to consider. Whenever you do any project, there's a lot of communication that has to happen because a lot of people get impacted by everything you do down here. Yeah. Last controversial question right before the trivia. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is lying. He never visited the San Antonio no. Zoo. He may have visited. There's, he has not visited every <laughs> zoo in the world. Or whatever he said, the zoo in the country. Oh, no. We okay, are no Shaq makes stuff up. Yeah, he makes stuff up. So Shaq recently in the, in the media said he's visited every zoo in the country. He may have come here, you know, because he's from here. He went to uh, Cole High School right across the street at Fort Sam and those kind of things. But um, not that we know, but we do want to talk to Shaq. We're like, hey, Shaq, we're doing some really cool things at the zoo, building some new things, like help out your hometown zoo. So <laughs> we would love to get in contact with Shaq. And I am literally working behind the scenes to get in contact with Shaq. But um, he does love animals. I know he loves animals. And um, I know he loves San Antonio. And so I think at some point we'll connect with him and get him uh, hopefully engaged with San Antonio Zoo and help us out. But um, I, that story was funny. He also said that the gorillas think he's a gorilla when he goes to visit. <laughs> so... He's just funny. I mean, he's just a funny guy, and he's really fun to watch on TV now. Yeah. Uh, Shack Attack? There's something there? Shack Attack at the zoo? Yep. Yep. (laughs) So he may have visited when he lived here. I don't know, but there's no way he's visited every zoo in the country. (laughs) I mean, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of zoos all over the country, so big There's no way he visited every zoo in Texas. I'll no, that, that that I guarantee that. Not even that. Yeah, there's I don't even know how many. Zoos. There's 20 plus zoos in Texas, so there's no way he's visited all those. But it's a it's a funny story, and it brings attention to accredited zoos, and that's okay. But yeah. and it's his a fun thing, thing to say. Get him reengaged. Yeah, and Shaq is obviously bigger than life, and of course he's gonna say every zoo in the world. So I, uh, you know Matt Bonner Prove from it. Spurs. He he has a <laughs> podcast also called Spurslandia, and um. I literally texted him after the article came out. And I was like, do you have direct contact with Shaq? So he's a buddy of mine. We got to get him on. We got to get Matt on this podcast because he would do it. He is one of the Let's most do down-to-earth, humble, great human beings on this planet. Though He would love to do it and support you guys. Oh, man, I would love the support. Yeah. All right, we'll work wow. that out. Next next time we're on, we're going to have Matt with us. It would be the four of us. We'll do Matt with us, too. Do it. <laughs> Let's get into some trivia. So, again, drinking trivia. All right, let me load up. This, 
a few times on the podcast each time. George, how many it, questions? What can, can can you at least like just ten questions? Ten no, questions. Like, I, I, how how many do I have to get ready for? I need to I need I need like mentally prep. Ten. Ten? ten? Do ten. Okay. <laughs> ten I can do. Ten. Let's ten. Wait, before we um, start, I have to okay, so I run a zoo, but I'm not a, a, I didn't grow up managing animals. <laughs> I just want to set that record straight before we start. <laughs> I didn't either. So yeah. <laughs> different I kinds of animals I manage. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of this if I knew you were a complete expert and just blow this out of the water. Yeah, yeah okay, it wouldn't okay, be fun. That makes me feel better. Function <laughs> tomorrow. Yes, thank you. But <laughs> well, before that, here we go number two. Oh, he's going to get mad again. Yeah. Not has it gotten no, any better, man? It's gotten, yeah, less bad. <laughs> <laughs> as, so as Tim, you reach for the hard stuff. <laughs> Tim, seven out of ten. I'll drink that one. All right. But uh, hold on. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> too hard, too fast. All right. Just because I'm putting you guys on the spot, I want to make sure that you guys don't feel like you're the only ones. Okay. No pressure. No pressure. Let's do this. Question numero uno. Starting off easy. And this is Jerry. You answer first before Tim. Is, is that the way it's always going to work or just this? Yeah, because okay. obviously I feel like Tim's going to know a few. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which mammal is known to have the most powerful bite in the world? Is it? It's not multiple choice. I just have to say a random. Yeah, yeah. No multiple choices. Just call it out. I know. I think I know the vertebrate that has the most powerful bite in the world, and that would be the Nile crocodile. But mammal. Wait, hold on, Jerry. What did you say? Vertebrae, like something on my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're moving on. Mammal. That has the most powerful bite in the world. Just go ahead and drink. <laughs> um, Bengal tiger. Okay. Okay. Tim, Why not? You, you had to be jaguar. Why jaguar. not us? Jaguar. 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 Bengal tiger. The actual answer is the hippopotamus. Oh, geez. So, one, do you yeah. drink now? Cheers, all of yeah, us. Well, everybody drinks. Everybody drinks. <laughs> Cheers. Hi, lie. All right. I thought that was. We're off to a I great thought... start. <laughs> off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. This one might be a little bit harder for you, Jerry. I think Tim might get this one. Okay. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> He's lost confidence already after one question. <laughs> yeah, I think I might, I think I might be done. <laughs> Maybe Tim will get this one. <laughs> What object does a male penguin often gift to a female penguin to win her over? Pebble. Tim? Yep, he's right. <laughs> Cheers. It was a pebble. <laughs> I drink alone. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to. Can I in solidarity? Yeah, we'll we'll celebrate with you. All right. There you go. There you go. How long is an elephant pregnant before it gives birth? 
Jerry. It's got to be longer than, I'm going to say 18 months. Tim? I think he's right. 18 months. It's 18 to 24, somewhere in there. 18 to 24. You can't, oh. It's 22. <laughs> <laughs> it's 22 months. Oh, <laughs> close. Okay. Drink it up, Jerry. <laughs> oh, One of my life man. concepts is be positive and vague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be between one and zero or yeah. one and a hundred. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why elephants are in such bad shape with some of these big mammals is the math just doesn't work. The, 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 the slow reproductive time um, just doesn't work for math. Yeah. Just takes way too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we talked about flamingos last time you were on. I think, Tim, you're going to get this one. Why are flamingos pink, Jerry? Because on account of the shrimp that they eat. Wrong. Incorrect? Incorrect. Krill. It's the krill. Oh, come on. <laughs> wait. Wait. Uh-oh. Because of the diet of algae, shrimps, and crustaceans. That's the krill, yeah. We'll, well, krill, right, we'll call krill. that a tie. Krill, that's krill, a tie. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, I feel like all of you got it right. Yeah. Both of you. No, no one said anything about algae, but krill, they're crustaceans. Yeah, I think both of you got it right. So, so far, right. <laughs> Tim has two. Jerry, well, it doesn't matter how many you have, but you've had. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you definitely Dude, I've won, have I've won, I've won, one, not to toot two. my own horn, but I've won a lot of bar trivia. Okay, it's two and you've two. been there for some of it. I've been. There. We did win that one time. We did. Uh, very drunk skis. Yes, yes, yes. Two and two. Both of you have two and two. Um, that one was a tie. I think I, I, I feel like I should drink on that one too. That was not good. That, well, you know, sure. Oh, why not? Right. I feel like I got to look up the definition of krill now. They're, they're but they're shrimp. crustaceans, right? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. I don't know. Is this too hard, too fast? We don't check facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty thing of it. Okay, so this one, a dog, not a zoo animal, but a dog sweats through which part of its body? Paws. Mouth. Mouth. It is the booty. Just kidding. It's the paws. <laughs> <laughs> pause. Good job. It's the pause. The pause. I was thinking of the panting and the, the drooling. Well, <laughs> see, and yeah. that's a weird question because I've always always told like a dog doesn't sweat. Yeah. All right. Doesn't How did count, you know Jared. that answer? How did you doesn't know that? Count. Answer? Throw it away. <laughs> How did you know that answer? I I I I know a lot of random crap. I swear you can, <laughs> you can talk to my wife and she'll be like, dude, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna be quiet. I'll go to the next room. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, funny. Well, the thing is, when I first asked them the first time you were coming on, I asked Jerry because I knew Jerry knows a lot of stuff about random, random. stuff. So I <laughs> knew that he would like <laughs> Be the perfect guy to bring bring on. <laughs> He's a ringer. <laughs> I, I swear, I don't know. It, yeah. And it, since college, he's always been that guy. Like he just knows a lot of shit about everything. <laughs> I, I drink and I know things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jerry. The color. What is the color? Oh, I can't even read anymore. What color is the tongue of a giraffe? 
Blue. Sam? Black. I feel like we're going to have to throw this one out. Purple. Well, yeah, it's right in the Come middle. Come on, man. It's, it's right, right in the middle. middle. It's if you take yeah. black and blue and put it together, do you know yeah. why? Do you know why? Why no. it's purple or blackish? Yeah. Why? They spend so much time eating leaves off the trees that it's a, it's a sunscreen for them. It's a, it's prevent sunburn on their tongue. The coloration prevents their tongue from being burned by the sun. Do their tongues hang out most of the time? Or is, oh, no, they're, they're, they're constantly always... eating leaves off the trees in direct sunlight in Africa, so that, that coloration keeps their tongue from being sunburned. Fair wow. enough. Tim, do you know why alligators are so ornery? Is this a joke? <laughs> no. Because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> Another interesting fact about giraffes, tongues... Uh, their tongue is one in, one inch long for every foot they are tall. Really? Holy moly! So a nineteen foot giraffe has a nineteen inch tongue. That's crazy. I've, I saw that video of the kid yes. like, like holding up the the yeah. little, like, stem and then like <laughs> it picks them up them off the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. No, they're strong. I mean, they're strong. Yeah. All right. So I've lost count of how many I've asked. One, <laughs> two. <laughs> We threw that because we threw two out. So I think we're at five. Let's go. We're at five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know too. Okay. Are we counting the giraffe one? Because yes, it's, it's yeah, we got five. that right. We both All got right, it right. So yeah, that was a three. Right, so sure. It's a three. You know, both of you got it correct. Like you're black and blue. I, I was yeah. thinking of chows because, you know, chows have blue tongues. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I don't know why a chow has a blue tongue. Me either. I was I was uh, bitten by a chow. <laughs> I really was. I'm like, you can see these scars. I have scars right here. You can't really see them here. But I have a big old chunk of my leg missing from a chow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, fourth grade, I believe. Third or fourth grade. <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> We're just bleeding everywhere. Nice. Uh... <laughs> Oh, man. How long does it take a sloth to digest a meal? And I'll make it a little bit easy for you, Jerry. It's, it's a long time. A single meal? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, 72 hours? Tim? It's like a week. They come down out of the trees like once a week to poop. Yeah. Nice. It says two weeks, so I think both of you. Are, I'm going to count this one wrong. Tim, Tim, Tim got closest without. I said like a week. Two is like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, keeping yeah. it vague. <laughs> I mean, two and one are neighbors. If we were on the prices right, Tim would have won. <laughs> he would have gotten the showcase showdown. So we take we go down. I talked about that Amazon project. We go down there. We usually go down before COVID once a year, and we walk the rainforest twice a day. Once in the morning with our conservation biologist and once at night. And my conservation biologist, Dr. Fanolio, he's really a herpetology guy. So he's looking for toads, frogs, snakes. And we're walking one day and I'm at the very back of the group. And I'm like, guys, we just, there's a sloth right here. You guys just totally walk past the sloth. And Dante's like, there could be an elephant in the forest. And I'll walk right past it because I'm looking for toads and snakes. But <laughs> it's really amazing to walk, to walk in the Amazon with a biologist um, the first night I ever did it with him, I wouldn't have seen one thing. And he showed me 500 different things, most of them that will bite me, sting me, or want to kill me. 
But um, after that, you start seeing things really cool. I mean, the, the biodiversity down there is unbelievable. But yeah. we saw sloths out in the wild and sloths with babies and stuff. It's really cool to see them out in the wild. Are sloths, are they dangerous? But they can mess you up with their teeth and their claws. They have two big claws that they climb with. So we always tell guests, because guests always ask us, can it, can it bite you? And our answer is anything with teeth can bite you. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're very, uh, th those will mess you up if they want to. If they're attacking, they're faster. Are they really a slow? Because I've, I've seen them in certain situations. Like, But are they really, like, if they're afraid, are they that slow? Yeah, they're slow. Like you have to be right by them to get hurt by one. Like holding it or right by them or trying to pick it up to get hurt by them. They, so they are usually, usually and, if somebody's getting injured, they're doing people stuff. Yes, they're doing people things. The other thing is they're amazing swimmers. They yeah. swim across the Amazon and all kinds of – I mean, they can swim. So, really? You know? Yeah, great swimmers. Because they float or because they really like they – No, they both. Stuff. They float and swim. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So that's that. Oh, wow. Uh, I I went to this um, place here in San Antonio that could be almost considered a Tiger King situation. I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> well, I don't want to name them, but. Oh. And, and I, I don't know if I would go back. Like, I, there's some coins I still have from them that I could go back to, but I didn't have, like, the best. Oh, they were the people were nice. The people were yeah. nice. They treated my son. My son had a great uh, t uh, time. I just it just felt weird, but there was an opportunity to like where the sloth comes out. You can meet the sloth, but that I've always heard like the sloth can injure you. Yeah. And so I was like, Ooh, that's kind of sketch. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a question without potentially throwing a business under the bus? Just don't. That's not, the, not the. I'll bleep button. it out. I told you you can ask me anything. You can ask me anything. Yes, quit <laughs> asking for permission, Jerry. <laughs> hey, I, I'm raising my, I'm raising my hand here. So, so the snake farm uh, out in New Braunfels. Yeah. Are they reputable? Because I love that place. Yeah. But I am ignorant of what makes a place yeah. reputable or not. I mean, yeah. Are they okay? Or so, like, what you what want to look for always is like an accreditation, like the two big accreditation organizations. In the U.S. are the AZA, Association of Zoos and Aquariums, the biggest mm -hmm. one, and the, probably the, the, the cream of the crop, like San Antonio Zoo. Then Zoological Association of America, which we also have. So we, have we have two accreditations, plus we're um, certified humane by American Humane. Um, and so Snake Farm is accredited by ZAA. And there's a, a great guy named Eric that bought that place like 10 years ago. So he was a doctor up in Dallas, loved animals. He's like driving through and found out that place was was for sale and, and ended up buying it. And he's doing incredible things to really flip that place and raise the bar from where it was. You know, it was kind of like it it has a history. Like you know, the legend of Snake Farm. What it was was a brothel connection and snakes. And so um, he's really elevating that to. He's now calling it the Hill Country Zoo and Snake Farm. And he's bought a lot of the property around it to really expand it and do things right. But he's doing amazing work up there. So uh, we're big fans of what Eric is doing at Snake Farm and really flipping that place into a legitimate zoological facility. The, the herpetology collection they have is amazing. The snakes and things they have are amazing. And now he's making better habitats um, and really working through accreditation process to make the place better. So, yes, it's legit. And uh, we work with them. We help them. 
you know, they often, you know, all, all the accredited zoos work with U.S. Fish and Wildlife, Parks and Wildlife. They confiscate animals that are being smuggled in from Mexico or, or wherever or illegally sold here in the United States. Eric is one where the Parks and Wildlife guys, they know to call him with if they, if they have a collection of you know, confiscation of snakes or turtles, they call Eric. And so, um, and we work with Eric closely and, um, and work together on kind of those kind of things. But he's doing great things up there. So that is a legitimate place to go and visit because they're accredited. If you just look for accreditation. You can look on their website. They're going to say if they're accredited, it's going to say it and they're going to say it. So he's one of those places that's doing great things. And I love the song. You know, they have a song, Snake Farm. Like no, this had no great idea. Song, Snake Farm. So yeah. Uh, so that's his cha- that's his challenge. This place has this like seedy, shady history. Um, and but I didn't know about the history. I, mean, I just I yeah. love that place. Yeah, he's got it's got this legendary name, but he's trying to take it forward and kind of get away from that past reputation. But it's such a legendary name, he's got to kind of keep that tied in. So yeah. he's in the quandary, but he's he's working through it. He's doing great things. So I'm going to say my my wife and I we love otters. We just love otters. I don't know why, yeah. but. Um, we went over there and we got to pet an otter for our first time. Yeah, so that's like a really special place to us. So I'm glad to hear that it's an accredited place and we can keep going back. Yeah, he's been raising the bar and raising the bar. So he got certified uh, accredited by ZA a couple years ago, and he's really working towards getting it accredited by AZA also. And so he's doing he's in the right direction, doing the right thing, and, and understands what's happening in the zoological world. So he's on the right direction and a great guy. Sweet. That's, that's cool. I didn't know that. And so I've never been there. And that's obviously not the place I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's good. That's good, Jerry, because, you know, for people from San Antonio that could be listening to this, that, you know, they could have assumed that. Uh, I don't want to really throw anybody under the bus. So that's why I didn't name my place. But I like that. I, I'll name you. I'll name you. I'll name you the great accredited places in San Antonio. SeaWorld San Antonio accredited by AVA. Um, sea Life Aquarium downtown um, is a great facility. San Antonio Zoo, of course. We were the first in the world to be accredited by AZA, ZAA, and Certified Humane. By- so American Humane is the one at the end of every movie. No animals were harmed. They, they created a welfare assessment for zoos and aquariums to assess the welfare of how you treat animals. And so we were the first. <laughs> it's a funny story because we, we announced we're the first ever to be accredited by AZA, ZAA and be certified American Humane. And the Fort Worth Zoo director, who's a very close buddy of mine, emails me, hey, no, we had our letter a week before you. I'm like, well, you didn't do the press conference first. So you're second. This, and this is how Texas legend, legendary fights are born. But um, so people are working to raise the bar. And I think, you know, you talked about Tiger King earlier. I'm like, that was a great example of a not accredited facility that was doing all the wrong things. And so people only really need to look when they visit animal places that they're accredited because often it's not good conditions. It's not, there's the inbreeding of animals. There's a lot of problems when it's not accredited facilities. Well, let's say you didn't name the one I was thinking about. So yeah, yeah a lot of Tiger King vibes there. Um, what happened really to the great people? Day? Yeah, I know. I was just going to say. That was in the news this week. That was in the news this week. He got re... Um, so he, there was an appeal, and then a judge just gave him 21 years again, which he had 22 before. So basically, gave him, gave him the same sentence. Feels yeah, like. yeah. So he's not getting out. Yeah. In true, too hard, too fast fashion, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> we <laughs> were on, the next question. <laughs> we were on question six, and 
I had this one question, and now I can't even find it. Uh, hang on. <laughs> there's like a lot of easy ones that I don't want to do. And then there's like some really We haven't good got one right. We're like 100% yeah, right. They're all pretty hard, man. No, you've got two 100% right. No. I think you got No. <clears throat> no. We're know. like 50% right on all of them. Yeah, this is true. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was too hard. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what was that one? That's that one. Okay, yeah, let's ask that one. What are the horns, and we talked about rhinos, what are the horns of a rhinoceros made out of? Ivory? Made of. Would they be ivory? Tim? It's the same thing as your fingernails. Keratin, right? Here it says hair. It's keratin. Tim, Tim, same thing? Oh, yeah, right, it's the same thing. Okay, there goes that. That's a which win. Is what's, ding, ding, ding. Which, is what's, which is what's so painful about what's happening in the world of rhinos that they're cutting these horns. They kill the rhino to cut the horn off. And it's just keratin. It's just the same thing that your fingernails and hair are made out of. And they think it has this medicinal, magical purpose to it, and it does not. And, and they're, slaughtering, they're slaughtering species for it. It's, it's so really is, sad. Is there a difference between ivory and keratin? I, did, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, ivory is different. But ivory, ivory is used to do carvings and those kind of things that, that has like a um, a status symbol. You have a carved ivory, something of, of uh, uh, elephant tusk or ri- even elephant, a hippo tusk are made out of that. So, mm. but the keratin or rhino horns is like, it's just hair and fingernail, the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Mm. And there's cultures that believe that they have medicinal purposes and it's going to take generations to, to remove that. Like literally the Chinese government has just recently said, okay, we're not going to include rhino horn in insurance coverage. Like you can't buy wow. rhino horn in your insurance anymore. Like just recently, I'm like in this, in the last year or two, this is going to take generations to change that concept of what that stuff does because it does nothing. Jeez. Well, I mean, I didn't want to throw Jerry on. Way to bring us box. down again. Yeah. yeah, good job, George. I didn't want to bring Jerry, or I want to throw Jerry under the bus. I don't want to, you know, nail him to that yes, cross. Do. But yes, you do. Apparently, <laughs> when he was trying to get uh, pregos, he drank from a rhino horn. Somebody told him, you know, that that was going to be the fraternity thing to do. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for the wedding gift, by the way. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that, people. Don't do people things. No, not suggested. Did not. It doesn't work, guys. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> um, doesn't work. Okay, there we go. Why are we still bringing everything down, guys? Bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> Let's bring it up. Here we go. Actually, look, I think by this point in time, Tim, you're not going to get the seven correct. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, Tim, if you can, if you, I want you to answer this question correct, but also if you can answer it with the joke I'm thinking of, okay. I will drink this shot. All right. Jerry, what is the only mammal that can't jump? The only mammal that can't jump? Uh, I don't know the joke. Uh, time so I can think about this one. So the only mammal that cannot jump is the man... 
I know it. I know it now. African elephant. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, Answer with the joke first. Get your shot ready. Get your shot ready. It's the white man. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, to what hey, is no, the real answer? There's a real answer to that? <laughs> There's a real answer to it. You provided oh it. Gosh. Good job. Let me think. The only mammal that can't jump. No idea. What's the real answer? It I feel like that was the real answer. Hmm? What'd you say, George? The <laughs> Jerry got all serious. Anteater? What'd you say? The real answer is elephant. Can't jump. That's what it says here. <laughs> what is your website you're using? What is the website for this information? Parade.com. <laughs> sounds legit. It sounds totally legit. <laughs> Jerry's cold hard facts. Exact. I'm going to just keep coming back to that. He said like 10 times today, like, we don't check facts. <laughs> don't check facts. Don't worry about it. This just had the, like, I no. this had the perfect. We don't question. talk, man. I thought, because you said mammal, and I was like, okay, blue whale. Well, I mean, they, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Know, really. Right. <laughs> But no. Well, they could come out of the water. Wouldn't that be like a breach? Oh, yeah, breach. Good, good term. Good word. I suppose. Good word. Good word. We'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. I think this is number ten. Oh, okay. We still, we still got more going. Great. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What is the what animal is the tallest in the world? Jerry, what animal is the so from like tail to head tallest? Is that what you're saying? Um, tall means high, I believe. This seems pretty easy. Yeah, it kind of feels like a trick question. No, you don't think? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it's just my idiot brain. Um, fine, giraffe. Tim, giraffe. Hang on, I gotta. <laughs> Where'd what you go? Doing? Tim, what's going on? I have no idea, but. I feel like we were. Gonna a... a... I feel like he's putting a costume on. I, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, there he is. <laughs> the giraffe. That baby. was the easiest question of the whole thing. <laughs> I, I felt like I was getting tricked. That's your last question? That was, that was the easiest. That was. I mean, you guys did pretty bad. <laughs> that was <laughs> not not a how much wood could a woodchuck chuck, nothing like that. You want a real one? I mean, that's what I had. Yeah. That was the lamest question you asked. <laughs> okay, yeah. I only did it because I had the giraffe, uh, a true showmanship. <laughs> uh, okay, this one would have been. Give us the question of number eleven. <laughs> What are the only two mammals? What are the only two mammals are the only okay, so it's 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 parade.com, babe. Parade.com. <laughs> what are the only two mammals are the only ones known to lay eggs? I I think it would be okay, I'll go ahead and say 
a platypus and an echidna. Inter interesting choices. Tim? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Okay, this is what I mean about Jerry knowing random shit. <laughs> Did I get it? <laughs> he got the platypus correct. The other one would be the anteater. Really? That's what it says. Parade. I don't think anteaters lay eggs. <laughs> no? I don't think that's true. I don't I think, think that's like true. <laughs> this whole thing is trash. The whole trivia thing. <laughs> this whole podcast is just throwing the trash. <laughs> Tim, Tim, Over. I'm so it's sorry. Done. I am so sorry. <laughs> how do we, how do we feel time. about restarting the, from the beginning? Let's start over. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to the Too Hard Too Fast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. So I know Jerry has dad duties to get to, so we'll keep it short. We've already said we're bringing this. And we're going to call it the Tomorrow Series. <laughs> Yeah. We're totally gonna do a series. We're gonna next time we meet at the zoo. Dude, we'll do three different do spots in the zoo. We'll do three different spots in the zoo. Uh, Jerry's in with the lorries. I'm in. Where would I be? I feel like you're gonna be like on the draft deck because you're like all about the drafts. I'm down with that. <laughs> two draft questions, and I'll be. I'll just make up some random place. <laughs> that would be. That would be fun. I I would be down for that. That would be, dude. That would so be. We'll like start a, it. We'll start in three different places. Then we'll meet together at the end in one place. Oh, I'm in. That would be the first, first ever to ever do that. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's plan for that. If that's even possible, that would be great. Yeah, we'll do it. Sure. Let's do it. Um, but with that said, Jerry, last words. I'm, I'm blown away, Tim. Man. It, it was amazing. I'm always glad to talk to you. Um, sorry I couldn't be more knowledgeable about <laughs> I think you beat me. I think you beat me in the quick I don't think so, man. I, I just, honestly, man, I, I just threw my best out there and hoped for the best. So it was fun playing. Tim, anything that you want to share with us that we need to look forward to? Be, you know, February 14th is coming up quick. Valentine's Day, we got all kinds of stuff going on, but I want to talk about you guys. I love this podcast and supporting you guys and doing stuff for San Antonio. And we're gonna do the we're gonna make a series. The next one is at the zoo. Doing it, and uh, then we can do the school. We can do the garage, the kitty park, all kinds, the train, lots of opportunities. But we'll do some fun stuff together. And uh, I really appreciate you guys giving us us the opportunity to talk about the zoo. And I really realize now i gotta talk to my animal care department like you guys gotta teach me more <laughs> <laughs> oh when's your big party we've talked about that last time uh your big fundraiser uh fiesta yeah i know fiesta's gonna come up it's not in the oh summer. we have so many coming up we have so valentine's right now but we go to spring break and then we have an official fiesta event called festival of the animales then we have zulala which is the big food and wine festival that which is like one. 50 restaurants Five stages of entertainment, super fun event. Then we do our summer stuff, and then I mean, there's literally something new at the zoo every time you come. Now it's not it's not the old sleepy zoo that people may be um, accustomed to. We're like really dynamic, really fun. Top seven. Hey, we're coming for you, San Diego. They, I tell them all the time, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next, I, I just got a new tattoo. It's an armadillo. But Ooh, I think I, maybe I can do a Timothy over here. 
Yeah. Which armadillo? You have a seven banded or a five banded or a three banded? What do you have? Oh, I believe it's a seven banded. <laughs> <laughs> but some really big stuff is coming behind it. And for you guys, for the inside scoop, it's some big hairy mammals. Oh, nice. What is the biggest? Here's my question to y'all. What's the biggest hairy mammal you know? Well, I've seen Jerry naked, so. <laughs> you have? <laughs> well. Yeah, George wins. That's a that's a story for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to bring big hairy mammals back to San Antonio, and this will be, my, what we're going to do is be like um, things that no one ha- has ever done before. Is this gorillas? Are you talking about gorillas? I'm just saying big hairy mammals. That's all I'm saying. You guys are getting you guys are getting the scoop what, right now. Big what, hairy what, mammals are coming back so to San Antonio Zoo. What constitutes as hairy? Any any well, so any mammal has hair, right? Yeah, that's true. So what would that? I mean, because whales, right? Jerry, well, come, it's gonna be gorillas, coming, baby. Jerry, here's it's the key word. Gorillas. Jerry, listen, they're coming back to San Antonio Zoo. Okay, well, George has a hairy back, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to tell hey, me. Hey, put it. Oh, this is perfect for like people that are on YouTube that made it to the end. If you're here, you're thinking about this. Put it in the comments. What do you think is coming back? If you That's watched the way to the end, you got the inside scoop because we're bringing big hairy mammals back to San Antonio Zoo. God. Oh, baby. Wow. And with that said, dare to be you, dare to be weird. We're back 2022. Tomorrow, San Antonio Zoo. Drinking I- alone. Drinking alone together. Together. Drinking alone together. What's the other one we said earlier? We had another one. We had another saying. We said another one. Drinking alone together. The only one to ever yell at their beer or to be angry at their beer. Yeah. I've never seen somebody angry at beer before. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking alone together. The next one we we do together in person. Yes. No more drinking alone. Nope. (laughs) Together. (laughs) Cheers. Next time we drink together, together. Yes, <laughs> together, yes, yes. together. <laughs> <laughs>